The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Love it with some passion. Yeah. Rubber band and the money that keeps stacking. Yeah. Got a honey who come with elite fashion. Yeah. She too fine, I tell her that thing magic. You ain't a hustle, you broke, well that seems tragic. That's tragic. Gotta catch in the what field like deep on? passes. Yeah. I tell her plug if it's sticky, then please back it. I need the best cause I grew up with so listen what's going on it's your boy just mr king y'all know what time it is it's the chop up got my man antoine staley with me and we out here what is going on what's up antoine how's it going i'm good how you doing man i'm real good i'm real good i don't know if um the people that live around you are as good as i am but i'm good and i'm good because the buffalo bills did what we were supposed to do and we laid the smack well no we ain't laid the smack down it was closer than i wanted it to be but uh we, we ended up we got some redemption against the jets uh how how did you uh let's let's talk about let's start there let's start there how did you uh because I know you actually predicted that it was going to be a little bit more of a blowout. Like you, you said, what was it, thirty-four to twenty? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, I thought, but that was before I thought. Well, that's before I uh, knew about the weather. The weather kind of changed yeah. everything. Yeah, the weather it killed it. Like I, I hated the the first half. It, it wasn't even just the Jets. Like the Bills couldn't get anything going that first quarter, and really up until like the three minute mark in the second quarter, the Bills couldn't even move the ball until like it switched over to just purely yeah. snow. That sleet. Ah, I hate it, man. Yeah, that the CJ Mosley penalty changed everything, really, because you know that was the fourth down play. Whether the Bills were trying to draw him off sides or not, and then he jumped over like trying to do his best Troy Mollo, Paul Mollo impression, <laughs> uh, but he failed, and you know gave the Bills the first down and new life, and then ended up going down and score with the Dawson Knox touchdown. So yeah, I think that really uh, started things, getting things a little bit rolling for the Bills, and you know the Jets. I mean, the offense just you know I, I know Mike White is been an improvement over Zach Wilson but the offense still hasn't been able to get things going I mean they scored one touchdown I know the Bills have a tremendous defense and obviously they did not doubt Mike White twice in the game but uh you look at just the way the Jets have been playing offensively I mean they've been struggling really for like the last month and a half and see well and that's the so that's the part where I, I think the conversation is going to start getting interesting if the Jets lose another game. So, like, we'll talk about the game that you guys have coming up against the, the Lions coming. But before we even get there, the thing is, so, like, you've won with Mike White. He looked good. Then they then they lost against – you know, so you won against Chicago, lost against the, the Vikings, then you lose against Buffalo. 
And, yeah, the offense might look better. He has 300 yards here, 280 here, or whatever. But then you look at the record with, with Zach Wilson, and I think you're going to get to that point where fans are going to say, well, at least we were winning with Wilson. You know what I mean? Like, so I know he's active again this week as the backup. Yeah. Do you see that potentially being one of those things like, okay, Mike, you got a little bit of a short leash here? No, I, I don't think so unless they – I will say this: the Lions have a great offense. So unless they were to get down, maybe twenty-one nothing early, then I, I would think it would be Mike White's job to lose at least initially. Uh, it would have to be some catastrophic, and obviously he's still back differently with the rib injury. You know, took some really tough shots, and I'm I'm surprised mm. he came back in the game the second time. Like I was, mm. I was like, yeah, he's done. And then he ended up going to the hospital after the game uh, just to get his ribs checked out. He was limited on Wednesday, so. We'll see. I imagine he's going to play. He's going to try to play. But how effective will he be? I mean, that's the big question. And uh, if he's not too effective or he's not 100 percent, then they may look to turn to Zach Wilson to say, you know what? It's on you, you know, try in a critical game. They got to win. Like That's basically what it boils down to. I mean, you got four games. You're in a nice spot right now in the AFC. You lose all the tiebreakers to the Patriots and also the Chargers. You, his, the margin for error is very slim. You at least have to go three. And, I think they have to win 10 games to get into the playoffs, yep, especially yep. considering the fact that they lose all the tiebreakers to both of those teams. Uh, you go nine and eight, I, I don't think that's even going to be enough. You got to you got to go three and one. And, you know, you lose this, then I have a hard time believing they're going to roll off three consecutive wins to make the playoffs. Yeah, so then, so now let's because um, again we're going to talk about the Lions, but I, before we get there, I do want to like let's let's touch on the game. So like we mentioned the weather, how it was sucked in the first half. We mentioned um, Mike White, man, he earned all all of my respect. Like Sunday, like you know, coming back in that game, me, I'm like, coach, take me out, bro. Uh, that that type of hit, like the dude was one, like he had like a number of hits he took, like. The Matt Milano one was like Milano one was everybody talks about. We got split in half essentially. Man, and and I know Jets fans. I've been seeing the the, the chatter. Like I feel like Jets fans obviously feel like it was a dirty play. I don't like. I don't yeah. see it being dirty. Yeah. I think it was a clean. It was, that's clean. That's as, that's as clean of a hit as you can get. He just he just got hurt. I mean, anything the Jets fans should be upset at uh, Conor McGovern because. He ended up double teaming the uh one of the other guys on the line, and then left Milano like why like completely freed, and then that that enabled the hit he had on Mike White. So I mean, I think their anger is kind of misguided. <laughs> if you're gonna uh, it, it nothing it wasn't nothing dirty about those hits. They were legal. They were clean. Yeah, and I get it. I mean, if if somebody hit Josh that cleanly, I'm gonna be ticked off. Like yo, you hit, but at the same time, like dude, that was that was the most um. Because typically now, e- even if the cl- the hit is clean, normally now we're seeing um, roughing the passer calls on that. That man, that was like literally, it, it was everything that you could do to have the hardest, cleanest, you know, most effective hit on the quarterback without a penalty. And you know, I, you know my love for Milano, but man, I, Mike White absolutely earned my respect with that one, man. But so let's let's talk about the game plan though. Like, I know execution is one thing, but going into that game, do you think? that they had the right game plan to try and beat Buffalo that time. Because defensively, I mean, I feel like it was the same thing both games. Like, your defense, you know, the Jets' defense is lights out, man. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think Quentin Williams going out of the game also hurt them too because uh, he had two sets early in the first half. I mean, they, they couldn't block him. They couldn't yeah. they couldn't block Williams at all. Like, he was just dominant on that line. And once he went out to the cap which I actually was surprised it was – 
a calf injury. Like it looked like it was a non-contact injury, which I was, you know how those go. It could be out for the season. That that was my fear that he might be, you know, gone a substantial period of time, which he still could, he still could miss a week or two. If I I imagine they say he's 50, 50, he did not practice on ways. I don't think he's going to play. I have a hard time believing he's going to play against the lions. And then they got a short week against Jacksonville. I have a hard time believing he's probably going to play there. They'll probably rest him until they play Seattle. But, yeah, I think that was that also changed the game because they couldn't block Williams, and once he went out, then they just wasn't getting the same level of pass rush. But I think they had a good game plan. They were able to run the football, kind of tried it a little bit, not as well as they did the first matchup against the Bills, but, you know, they were able to run the football a little bit. It's just that the Bills' defense, you know, made the, the adjustments that needed to end up um, securing a win. It, it was it was absolutely like you mentioned first Quentin Williams yes I hope um I, again they're saying it's a calf injury I, man everything that on TV I wasn't there but looking at it on TV though, like you said the non-contact injuries the way he went down too it it just everything in my head said oh man that's an ACL and I'm, I'm happy it's not I'm so happy it's not but it, man if he could come back at all this season or or even if it's not if he Let's say they keep him. I don't know why you would, but let's say they don't bring him back this season. At least it's not an ACL to where he's going to be out, uh, you know, most of the year next year too. Right. So, you know, I'm very happy that that uh, it wasn't, man. And I hate I, any team. You know, you want to beat your rivals, but I don't want to see him go down like that. Like I, we, we talked before we went live here, even about uh, Kyler Murray. I live out in Phoenix, and I, I I hated to see Kyler Murray tear his ACL on that first drive of the game. It was it was just you know I, I hate injuries. That's the worst part about the game. Yeah. So, but back to this Jets game, I, I, you know, I go on t- my tangents. I do that. But, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, then flip side, the Bills, man, it was almost frustrating to me as a Bills fan because um, obviously the weather, but, but even then, I, I feel like a lot of times, and I get this is why they brought back Cole Beasley. So it changed the conversation going forward. But I feel like a lot of times, if it's not Stefan Diggs, and if Stefan Diggs isn't open or if he's not winning his matchups, guys just really don't step up. And I know Dawson Knox had a couple catches. You know, he had a couple. One was a touchdown, another was a first down, and then he he drew, you know, was it Mosley offsides? I can't remember who it was. Yeah, it was uh yeah, it was uh CJ Mosley. Okay, so he drew, drew Mosley offside. So yeah, so that was a big play and but it just it just wasn't um I don't know. I feel like offensively Josh just doesn't have anybody he trusts and and he so he's not throwing it in a, the same way he was trying to throw it early in the season because guys are dropping the ball and it's just frustrating man so now we got Cole Beasley back do you think um obviously the chatter on Buffalo is like yo Cole's back is just gonna work he's been out of the league for a year almost basically um how do you feel about this signing because some people have the view if Cole was still that good then why didn't somebody else you know like if he didn't lose a step why didn't somebody else pick him up I think um, you have nothing to lose to this. I mean, if he doesn't work out, then, you know, you could just, I guess, you continue to, you know, rely on the players that you already have. And, you know, you might as well bring him in. I thought he was always reliable target for the Bills when he was there, uh, no matter where he's been, to be honest with you. But, yeah, I think um, you might, you have nothing to lose. Like, you wanted to try to get uh, Odell Beckham. Obviously, uh, it doesn't seem like he's going to play this year at all. 
So, you know, I just want to size somebody and, you know, get a reliable target. It's somebody that also Josh has chemistry with. And why not get somebody that knows the offense, knows the system, and so a familiar face to Cole Beasley. So I don't feel like it's – you have nothing to lose in this situation. I think it's a, you know, a, you know, a win-win type of situation. If it, if it doesn't work out, then it doesn't work out. But, yeah, I think it's a it's probably the best-case scenario, I think, in this sense, especially since – it looks like, like I said before, Odell doesn't look like he's going to sign anywhere uh, right now and maybe just wait to free agency. That's crazy, too. Like, it's so annoying. Like, dude, you go through this whole – not even – like, I don't care if it wasn't the Bills. Just, just sign, though. Like, you do this whole thing. And I, well, that's I'm, why I thought the Giants would sign him because I felt like – I know the Cowboys, they wanted him to work out, and he didn't want to do that uh, for obvious reasons. And I, I don't blame him. I mean, you, you're kind of reluctant to give like a multi-year deal to a guy that just came off a, you know, a major injury and he's 30 years old. So, yeah, I, I don't blame him whatsoever. You don't want to give him big money. So, yeah, he's probably, I guess he's going to wait and hope some team gives him a, a big contract in the offseason. But I don't necessarily see that happening either because, you know, he hasn't played football in, in some amount of years. So he may just take a one-year, de- try to prove a deal, uh, to be honest with you, because – I, I wouldn't sign him to a mega deal, especially his age. And, you know, he's had most multiple ACL injuries, too. Heck no, I wouldn't sign him to – I would sign him to a multi-year deal, but not like the – I think not I read multiple. somewhere he was trying to get $20 million a year or something like yeah. that. Heck no. Yeah, like this, $20 this million. Yeah, this is in 2017 anymore. I mean, he's not like he's the best receiver or at least one of the best receivers in football now. If I'm paying that money, man, like I would have taken a chance on – and I think who I don't remember who did it. Was it the Jags that that traded for uh, Calvin Ridley? Uh, yeah. I, that would be a move I would make. Like I get it, he ain't played this year because of the suspension. But if I'm a if if I'm a spend money on that, give me a guy like that. Like, and I love OB, OBJ. Is I love OBJ, but ain't no way in the world I'm giving at this point of his career with two injuries to the same knee. You ain't getting that bread for me, cause it ain't happening. Yeah, that's that's why I say I, I just see him probably taking a proven deal, and he, he needs to prove that he he can stay healthy and be productive once again. Like I, twenty million dollars for any receiver is a lot of money unless you're like top up echelon, and I don't I don't think he's that in this point of his career now. Yeah, no, he, he's not. And th- again, that's not a shot. It's just a realistic conversation. He's just not. He's not Odell Beckham that was grabbing the one-handed catches in New York against the, the Dallas Cowboys. That's not who he is anymore. And that's okay. He, we didn't need him to be, but for $20 million, you got to be a lot more than what you are right now to me. Like, I just, I don't see it. So moving forward now, though, the Bills, uh, so we, we got the victory. And so we're still first in the division, first in the conference. The, everything is, the Bills have the des- their own destiny in their own hands. Miami's coming next. Miami <laughs> and Buffalo it's supposed to snow seven and a half uh, inches. Not it's not going to be the game that that uh, we were supposed to have against the Brown, where we got like eight feet or whatever it was. But we absolutely are going to get some snow. It's going to be cold, 25, 28 degrees, wind gusts between fifteen to thirty miles per hour. It's going to be ugly. Like it's going to be a snow game that they complained that it wasn't on TV last time. You gonna get your snow game? Thank God I, I didn't, uh, I didn't have to go through that. <laughs> Man, I wish it was. I wish it was last week for you, and not this weekend for me. No, no. <laughs> man. But but so with it being that though, um, how do you how do you see this game? Like so, just looking at it. First of all, wait before you even do that. What the heck is happening to Miami in their offense, man? Like they went in and played against the Chargers, and it looked like outside of Tariq Hill, the, the touchdown reception and the fumble recovery. Yeah. 
they just didn't look like, I guess, the team that I'm used to seeing on offense. Like, Tua had looked like an MVP candidate not these last couple games. No, I think the 49ers uh, kind of exposed a lot of different things. I mean, they arguably have the best defense of football right now. Them, them and the Bills, I think, you know, top echelon defenses in football. And uh, they, they exposed a lot of weaknesses. I mean, especially, you know, their offensive line wasn't necessarily protected to. And if, you know, Tua doesn't get the protection that he needs, then his timing can be off. He's super accurate when he has time. But if he doesn't have that timing now uh, with his receivers or just in the pocket, then he's going to make some errant throws. And, you know, I think – also, as we go get cold, as the weather gets colder, I think what you're gonna find with guys like Tua, who very accurate, still good. I'm not trying to talk about the arm strip and stuff like that, but it is a concern when you're talking about going into cold weather places where you have to deal with wind and weather. And I think you're gonna start to see that. And then you look at some of the games that he has played in in cold weather. You look at against the Tennessee Titans last year when it was freezing rain and. You know, he had one of his worst games of his career. Or you look at the Buffalo Bills a couple of years ago when they had a chance to make the playoffs, the Dolphins did, and he threw five interceptions and just wasn't able to get the job done too. So it is, it, he has problem playing in cold-weather games. You know, he could say what he wants to and how he went up to Maryland and yeah. playing with his brother, but nothing prepares you for that type of weather in that situation when pressure is on. So he has to play better, and you know I think part of it is they're not able to run, they're not able to run the football too, and that puts a lot of pressure on him and the rest of the passing game. Yeah, he's zero three uh, in cold weather games, and then when you look at that, this is going to be the coldest game out of those games that he's played. And then he made a statement uh, Wednesday. He was talking about he said, "Yeah, uh, there's it snows in Alabama, people. Man, Alabama gets like an inch of snow maybe for the what? year." You're gonna get yeah. seven and a half in one day, pimp. Like it ain't it's not the same type of conversation. Yeah, it's a southern snow, like southern snow may stay, especially in Alabama. Not even like in North Carolina, but in Alabama, it may snow, but it, it's gone like within a day or so. And it's not yeah. the same, it's not the same type of winter elements that you're gonna face in a Buffalo or later on. They gotta go to New England too, um, on New Year's Eve, New Year's Day. So yeah. this isn't gonna be the first time. Like he better get used to it because when you're playing in the AFC East, man, you gotta you got the Patriots, you got the Bills, and you got the Jets that you know you're gonna have to deal with the elements at some point in the season. And yeah, it, the same it's ain't Alabama type cold weather. This is like something brutal, like bone chilling that you know he's gonna have to uh, be able to conquer. So on the flip, then obviously Buffalo, I don't I don't want to say we're used to it because we haven't had a snow game this year, and we haven't had you know so it's not like the Bills are practicing in it every week. But I, I do feel like when I'm looking at the – and I'm biased, so that's why I'm asking you. I feel <laughs> like the Bills are, are more equipped to play in it, though. Like, I think – so let's just say the wind is 30 miles an hour, and let's say the snow comes down like that. I think Josh is more equipped to run effectively more so than Tua is. And then, you know, even with the injuries, I, I think I saw that Jeff Wilson is injured and it's questionable that he might or may yeah. or not play. So your your best running back on your roster or, or one of the top two running backs on your roster is kind of beat up. Tariq Hill hurt his ankle. I don't know if that's going to really be an, a factor or not. Like, we don't know if he's actually healthy and it was just one of those things that night that bothered him or whatever. But I just feel like at this point the Bills are getting healthy in all the right places at all the right times. And I think that Josh is that guy that, hey, if it, you know, he's a horse like that. So you, you go ahead and let him run through that snow and you let him do it. I just I don't know. I without me without me being a, a homer on this, 
honest to God, with this type of weather and the way I've been seeing the Dolphins play over the last week, I don't, I just don't see them winning this game. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity, but giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's insight assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Yeah, and he also got Armstead is still dealing with his injuries too as well. I mean, he has like a, I think a toe injury and also the knee as well. So, yeah, I mean, it's, they, they're dealing with a lot. They're dealing with a ton of injuries right now. And uh, they just hadn't been the same team that the world machine that we saw earlier this year. So, yeah, I think it's a couple of things. Like we talked about the Jets and also them not being the same team that they were. I think the Dolphins kind of fall in that same category too where they're kind of slumping down the stretch where you see a team like Buffalo – they had some, you know, hiccups back to back, obviously with the Jets and the Vikings. But I think now they're starting to play their best football at the time of the year, and that's what you want to do uh, if you're a team like this. Or you know, Cincinnati, I think is another team. Kansas City, they're both they're all playing their best football at this time of the year. So yeah, I think it's going to be a tough challenge for the Dolphins, especially uh, when you're trying to hold on to one of the last final playoff spots too, as well. You mentioned the Bengals. I, 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 I am that person that when I'm wrong, I come on and I say it. No, listen. I got to tell you. <laughs> at the beginning of the year, though, man, at the beginning of the year, they did not look the way that they look now. And and Joe Burrow wasn't being protected. and all that. So I'm like, yo, they probably ain't even going to make the playoffs. They playing like this. Listen, I was wrong. These boys is out here balling. And and Jamar Chase comes back healthy, and he didn't miss a beat. Like, sometimes I feel like after injury, some guys, it takes a couple games for them to get back into the swing of things. Not Jamar Chase. This dude came out there, and he's just like, throw it in my area, and I'm getting it. Man, he 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 had a catch that didn't count. Was it this week or was it last week? I can't remember which week it was. But he was on the sideline, and, like, he made this one arm. It was actually with his left. Yeah. Left-handed, one-handed catch. And he just landed out of bounds. And it was just the filthiest reception I've seen all year. It didn't count, but it was still just an amazing reception. I think the only other one that I – nah, I'm not even going to compare that to it. Filthy catch, man. Filthy. Yeah, I think – I mean, they started 0-2. I mean, you have to remember, like, both of those games were, like, last-second field goals, too, as well. Since they started 0-2, they've been – they're 9-2 and <laughs> since that point. Like, I mean, they're, they're one of the hottest teams in football. I mean, that's to the Eagles. Uh, I think they're 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 just exploding right now, and they're playing their best football at the right time. They're going to be a tough out. I mean, they could still, you know, realistically get the number one seed in the AFC. I mean, they're right there behind, you know, the Kansas City Chiefs and also the Buffalo Bills too. They got a big game against Buffalo in a few weeks. That's yeah. going to be very crucial. Remember, they already beat Kansas City. They were to beat Buffalo too. I mean, they've had that head to head advantage against both of them. If it so, should come. Well, 
Wait a minute now. The Bills also beat Kansas City. So we let's have the same conversation the other way. Don't come for my boys like that. No, no, I'm just no, I'm just saying I'm, no, I'm messing with you. I'm messing <laughs> no, I'm just saying it would be big if they get the win over both of them. Like that would no, be huge. You, no, you're right. And and for the remaining schedule, obviously it's a week, it's a week to week league. You can lose to any team. So like don't overlook the, the Bears. Don't overlook the, the Dolphins. Don't but I'm telling you, when I look at the schedule, it's like, damn, we that's a game, and it's a Monday night game. Everybody going to be watching. The lights is on. The whole nation is going to have all eyes on Josh Allen and Joe Burrow. And, look, the winner of that game very likely will be the number one seed in the AFC. Like, to me, that's how I look at it. You're, you're, you're playing that game to be a conference champion, and what a game. Yeah, it's going to be like, – I'm, I'm, I can't wait for the playoffs because you got – I think those three teams, Kansas City – Cincinnati and Buffalo like have established themselves among the rest of the teams. And then you have everybody else. Now, you know, Baltimore, we'll see when Lamar Jackson gets healthy, you know, what they look like. But I think right now those are the three top teams in the AFC by far. I don't think um, – I don't know. Because Lamar, uh, he's supposed to be out maybe another two weeks. And yeah. I, I'm just not a – I'm not a believer. And in, in, this happened last year. You know, like it's different injury, but he got injured late in the season. They were first in their con- or first in their division, supposed to lock it down. He gets injured. They go one and three. They 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 barely, by the skin of their teeth, got out of this game against the Steelers. And it took it took Mitch Trubisky coming in, throwing interceptions and being a bum for them to win that game. It's not going to happen like that every week. And if Lamar Jackson can't get back sooner than later and be effective, man, it's 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 rough. I just yeah. don't trust the team. Yeah, I think that's kind of their beef with trying to give him, you know, the guaranteed money that he's seeking that, you know, hey, you know, you hadn't been available in the last few, you know, couple of years down the stretch. And you might cost us seating. You might cost you cost them, obviously, a playoff spot last year. And, you know, I, I think ultimately that's probably why they end up franchise tagging him because I think they see – each other. I think they view him differently than what he views himself. Obviously, I think he wants to be paid like you know, a top quarterback, kind of like what Deshaun Watson has been paid. And I don't necessarily blame him for that. But also, you're looking at the organization and what they what they view him. I, I know they like him. Obviously, they would want to keep him, but they just don't want to give him all that guaranteed money. Which I can kind of understand that too. It's just rough though, because like so, you mentioned Deshaun Watson. It's like. So with all the off-field stuff that, that went on with him and, you know, Lamar, is he hasn't won. He hasn't gone deep into the playoffs, but he's won a game. He's won games in the playoffs, and he's done – I mean, Watson did too. He beat Buffalo that one year. But yes. um, but when you, I think Lamar's resume overall, I feel like it's, it's still better than, than Watson. I think right. Watson's a better thrower of the football, but overall the resume for Lamar Jackson I think stands for itself at this point. So if this dude – if he deserves a fully guaranteed contract, and I think that's where Lamar's coming from. Like, if this guy's going to get it, why the heck wouldn't I get it? And now, to your point, now this is the second year in a row that he's injured uh, late in the season when you're making your playoff push. That can't happen. Like, you're 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 the guy, and I know it's, it's freak injuries and it's stuff that you can't control, but, but look, man, avail- the best ability is availability. And if you're not available when it, when it comes down to it, yeah, I, I just – I don't know if he's going to get that back, at least not with them. He'll get it somewhere. You know, if he ends up leaving, there's somebody going to pay him because he's Lamar Jackson. But it might not be Baltimore. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, hey, if he would become a free agent, like unrestricted, and they didn't franchise tag him, 
I mean, obviously a number of different teams. The Jets would be a team I think, you know, might be interested too because I think they're going to be, you know, I, I know everybody's in the white, 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 white phenomenon right now, but, yeah. you know, I don't know if he's a long-term solution for them. I think more so they, they're looking for that long-term guy, you know, Lamar. I'm sure they would throw the bag of Lamar Jackson, the former MVP candidate. You know, that's kind of what they're missing, especially considering how great their defense is playing right now. Just imagine him – you know, on the Jets with the defense that they have. And also they got Garrett Wilson and, you know, some of the weapons that they do have. I mean, that would make a huge difference. I mean, they could be, you know, not maybe not competing with the Bills for the division, but at least, you know, up there securely in the playoff spot for real, for sure right now. I mean, how about we don't imagine that? How about that? Like, I don't... <laughs> you talk about imagine Lamar on it. No, I don't want to imagine that. Because that defense <laughs> – the Jets, honest to God, man, their defense scares me. I ain't going to hold you. Like, um, you know, Sauce is barely, like, he barely got his feet wet in the league, and he's out here playing like a top cornerback in the league. Yeah. You got a great defensive line. You got great linebackers. It just front to back, that defense is amazing. So you, you get a defense that, that can consistently, week in and week out, keep teams to scoring like 14 to 18 points. And then you let Lamar Jackson be Lamar Jackson with the weapons that they have. No, I don't want to imagine that. No, no. If the Jets could if they could find a way to score consistently, like, over 20 points per game, I think they could beat anybody. That's Absolutely. just that's been their problem. They just can't be able – they can't score enough. No, no, you're, you're right. That That's exactly what it is because uh, – yeah, no, I don't want to imagine that. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> let's move on. Let's not do that. So uh, now let's get to this to, your, to the Jets game because uh, I know we touched on it briefly, but the Jets now they play against the Lions and the Lions, man, they're a tough squad, man. They just beat they beat Minnesota, they almost beat Buffalo Thanksgiving. So it's like, as a Bills fan, like I know Bills fans open their eyes, like, oh, this this is a tough squad. Their record doesn't quite show how talented the team is. Um, what what are the I guess how would you look at this game for the Jets? You know, this weekend. I, I, if I was a Jets fan, I would actually – I wouldn't overlook these boys. Yeah, they should be really nervous because, I mean, the Lions can put up points. And they, they've won five out of six games. Their only loss came against the Bills on Thanksgiving. And then the Bills barely <laughs> hold the hell on for that. So, yeah. they're playing at a – they're looking like a playoff team right now. The Lions have a lot to play for. They can still get into the playoffs, sneak into as well, especially when you have teams like the Giants who are starting to – you know, alter a little bit too as well. So it's a big game for them. I think if you're the you're the Jets, I think you have to be able to run the ball. The Lions' um, defense is not good stopping the run. So if you're able to run the ball, I think that takes pressure off of Mike White and, you know, prevent him from throwing the ball like 50 times, especially when he has the rib injury, uh, how he does right now. So run the ball. I don't think Quentin Williams is probably going to play, but you still need to try to find a way to get to Jared Goff too and try to force some mistakes as well. The Lions have a tremendous offensive line too. Um, Sewell is, uh, I think, one of the most underrated tackles in football. Um, if you look at him, I don't know a lot of people have probably seen him mainstream, but you know they they have a tremendous offensive line. So I think that's a big key too as well. So yeah, I think you know being able to keep Mike White up upright and be able to run the ball and also get pressure on Jared Goff. I think that's going to be the big keys there for the Jets if if they're gonna ups, if they're gonna upset the Lions, who are also favorite, you know, on the road. And, and man, I tell you what, too, and Jared Goff, uh, he's a lot better this year than I remember him being. So, again, it's like if you don't watch the games, it's like, oh, the, the record, they're not that good. I'm going to tell you, he's making some throws that I, I'm not used to him making. He's trusting his receiver. He's throwing guys open instead of just, like, waiting for guys to be – like, he, he looks like a 
legitimate NFL starter that should be on a team for a long time. He's not he's not a bum by any means. And he has a great the chemistry he has with Brown, St. Brown, that that dude is a that dude is a monster, man. He should be talked about in the conversation with like the top receivers. Yeah, I mean, you get Williams back, who they drafted in the first round too, out of Alabama, who had a mm-hmm. you know freakish uh, ACL injury. Yeah, he brings up a whole nother dynamic as far as speed, and uh, could I think he could be one of the best receivers in football when it's all said and done too. But yeah, they, they got weapons on top of weapons, and remember they ended up trading T.J. Hawkinson too, and then they still haven't really missed the beat offensively as well. So it's going to be a tough game for them. I mean, I think as good as their defense is, the Jets. They're going to have to score points. I mean, even if you're, you know, you, you may be able to stop the Lions a little bit, but this is a game I think you're going to have to score more than, you know, 12, you know, 20 points if you're going to win because the Lions offense is just that dynamic. All right. Well, uh, let's see. So we talked Jets. We talked Bills. Bills Miami. Let's uh, let's round out the AFC East, and then we can go ahead and get on out of here. Let's, uh, let's talk about this Patriots and, and Raiders game, man. Like the Patriots just came off of a win in Arizona against the Cardinals where we talked about Kyler for a second or two, where he went down with uh like, I think it was a third play from scrimmage where he went down. Yeah. Uh, the Raiders, man, <laughs> not to, not to, I know, I'm sorry. I don't want to, <laughs> how they, you know what I mean? Like you gonna let Baker, you gonna let Baker. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Like, Baker Mayfield outplayed uh, Derek Carr. I had so much faith in them that game because I'm like, oh, it's Baker bumming. You know how I talk about Baker. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, they gonna smack this boy, and he ain't got no practice. He ain't got, he don't know that. Man, he come out and lead that 98 yard drive for uh, the game winning touchdown, and it's like, what are y'all doing out there in Vegas? Y'all gotta stop partying. Like that's what it is. Y'all need to stop partying. Move the team back to Oakland. <laughs> <laughs> that, that ain't gonna help. That's trust me. That's not gonna help either. That's not gonna help either. Uh, I. I mean, they were just playing soft that last drive. I mean, like, what do y'all – I just – they just let Baker Mayfield just dice y'all apart on that drive. I mean, I had a feeling they were going to lose when they scored the first touchdown. They uh, draw the game closer. I was like, yeah, this is not good. But, I mean, it offensively they didn't play well. Derek Carr threw two interceptions, uh, one of them in the red zone, like it, close to halftime where they had an opportunity to at least get a field goal that had to get a field goal. They probably would have changed the game. They probably would have held on to win, you know, even if you had that three points, but the Raiders are a mess. I mean, they, they lost to uh, Jeff Saturday in the car. I mean, the Colts. So it tells you kind of all you need to know. I mean, yeah. <laughs> so. freaking bum. Like they're, they're on my bum list now. And I like so, them. So basically, I, like yeah, them. I think the Patriots are going to win and, uh, and also <laughs> one of those uh, playoff spots. Uh, well, so now the Patriots, man. So they they threw the ball better. They passed yes. the ball a, a whole lot better. And even the run game. So Ramondre Stevenson was injured. I don't know if he's going to play. Like I don't I don't know how severe his injury is. But the Patriots actually look pretty decent. They look good. Now I don't know if that's the Cardinals. You know I'm I'm rough on the Cardinals too. I I go to those games and I get upset, man, because. Even outside of Murray's injury now, just defensively, outside of Buda Baker, they just don't – they don't – I feel like those dudes just don't play hard. And they, they – they, I get it, they're professionals. They're play, they don't play like Buda does. Like the energy and the effort that he puts into every single play, you could see it. Like it jumps off the screen. These other dudes, including J.J. Watt, they just don't – they don't put the same energy and effort into it. And I get, I get so sick. I'm frustrated at these boys. Like it's, it's horrible. 
Yeah, and I think they have talent too. I mean, you got you know, took uh, Isaiah Simmons, who I think you know had a lot of talent too. I thought he would be better than what he is, and yep. it's just really hadn't translated there. And and now you got you know obviously with the quarterback situation and Kyler Murray, and I'm curious to see what they're gonna do next year because he may miss like he's probably gonna miss some time next year too, considering how late uh, in the season this has happened. And you know what happens to Kill Kingsbury? What happens to you know? kind their GM general manager too as well I mean I know he's you know on leave right now but you know for me I think I think they should tear down I think they should do a complete tear down uh new coach new general manager let the coach if he wants to keep Colin Murray that's fine if not then you know start they're gonna have a high draft pick so if they want to pick a new quarterback then you know go that route too just completely start up because what they're doing is not working clearly like and uh, now you're going to, if you have a new coach, then you're going to force him to, you know, stick with Kyler Murray, who may or may not be ready for the season next year. So I don't know. They, they, they're a bit of a mess right now. It's tra- it's kind of hard to, you know, figure it out. And if you do make that change next year, uh, I'm curious to see, you know, who they might bring in there and what they decide to do ultimately at the quarterback position. But yeah, it's, it's a tough sell, especially when you just sign Kyler Murray to that big contract and Cliff Kingsbury. Well, I can tell for sure, like, um, he won't be ready. Kyler Murray, he won't be ready for the season. Like, that's he, if he's back by like now, Thanksgiving, just after Thanksgiving, the team is lucky. He's a mobile quarterback, too. He runs. So I just, I don't know. I don't see him being ready. I think, I think he ends up sitting out next season. At yeah. least that's, and it's, and it sounds like it's a pretty severe, like, you know, how some cuts are like not as severe as he's, he's like his knee. It's gone, man, and and um, yeah. So I don't, I don't see him coming. Now you know if Cliff Kingsbury wants to save his job, I'm I'm halfway joking here. Sign my dog Cam Newton. Bring Cam to, to the valley. Sign my dog Cam. No. I'm only saying that because Antoine gets sick of me talking about Cam Newton. That's <laughs> <laughs> oh man, uh, uh, but they they they're gonna have to figure out what they got to do with the quarterback position, like. If yeah. he's out for a substantial period of time, I mean, you can't just roll in the season with Colt McCoy. I mean, that's just – they know to spread the code. I mean, he's put in some years, good veteran. I think he's going to be a coach eventually somewhere down the line. But, yeah, you can't roll in the season with that. I say get Jimmy G next year, man, because it's clear that the 49ers won't need him. You know what I mean? Like, he's – um at this point – and, and I, the the system that, that they use out there, it allows Brock Purdy to look – like a good quarterback, like a, a good filler. And then you're going to have Trey Lance back. Trey Lance is your guy. We know you made that clear at the beginning of this season. It's going to be the same way next season. You don't have to – even the, the amount of money that you did put into uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, you don't have to pay that. Let him go. You know, don't bring him back. Let him go to Arizona, man. Or, or I, I've actually, I, w- I told you before, I would like Jimmy in Indianapolis. But um, but I could, I could also see Jimmy with Arizona to wait. Him – he, he's not the guy that's going to lose the game for you. He's accurate. He makes plays. You know, that's what Hopkins – I feel so bad for Hop. Like, even when Kyler Murray's in, I feel so bad for Nuke, man. Like, dude be out there having to catch these passes that just – like, he makes he makes four-yard receptions look amazing. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's – Murray hadn't been – you know, even before the injury, it wasn't like he was having a tremendous year. So. Right. And then him coming – I think him being out – 
really hurt their offense too because you don't you don't have that playmaker there and you know you had to rely on you know Rondell Moore and some of the other guys that they had and then him coming back just really opened up things because now you have a go-to guy a legitimate all-pro guy that you can just throw the ball to and it just in his direction and he'll catch the ball in most cases so yeah I mean it's another tough situation. I mean, you you, you hope like him being – you would wish he would be on a better team, whether it be on – he was with Houston, you know, in the situation that he was in there and, you know, with the Cardinals. Uh, I, I would just like to see him with, you know, in, with the Ravens, with like a Major, Lamar Jackson or something like that. I think that would benefit him really well. Yeah, you know what? I would absolutely – well, maybe maybe, yeah, move on from Kyler and then bring Lamar to Arizona. I don't want – I don't want – hop in the AFC with Lamar. That's not going to be fun for me as a Bills fan. So I'm, I'm thinking this through. Yeah, bring Lamar to the, to the NFC and make that happen. I would love to see that. But, um, but yeah, since Hopkins and, and Watson, since they weren't on the team anymore, like he just hasn't been able to get a quarter. And I know everybody talked about Kyler like he was going to be the next greatest thing. Maybe the dude should have played baseball. I don't know. That's that's just – I said that. Know, I've said that too. I think I think that's where his passion was. But yeah, I think he should have played. I think he would have been better off playing baseball, like especially especially with his frame too. Yeah. So, but all right, man. Um, well, listen, you got anything coming up this weekend that you that you want people to uh, to check out? Any articles or anything like that? Uh, you, you just check me out at Antoine Staley on Twitter. I mean, yeah, previewing the Lions Jets game. All right. Well, y'all know how we do it over here at Buffalo Rumors. My man Sterles for the girls won't be with us uh, this week, but he's going to be back, or he wasn't with us this week. He'll be back with us next week. He has some, uh, he had another show. He dissed us for a different show, but it's all good. We love him. Uh, and yet, like I said, y'all know how to do it. Find me on Twitter at J. Spencer King. Code of Conduct this Tuesday coming up. I have Ruben Brown joining me again. And this time we're going to talk about his Hall of Fame, uh, just everything that's happening with him being nominated for the Hall of Fame. And we're going to talk about that Bears game. So listen, y'all take care of each other, love each other, and live in peace. And as always, stay positive, test negative, go Bills. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.